0: Boom up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. I guess we thought we'd be talking about the NCAA tournament today, right? And then what we all thought we'd be talking about, guys? But that's not really what we're talking about today. I mean, we'll talk about the NCAA tournament, which is like my personal Chris, uh, Christmas, but... Uh, uh, yeah, that one to me is interesting in that Tom Brady announced that he's coming out of retirement. That one was weird, right? Because the way it generally works in our sports brains is guy announces, we get things things happen in sequential order, right? Like we have selection Sunday and then coaches firing today, and then everybody complains about seeds. And then slowly, there's the rest of the sports world returns. But in this case, Tom Brady's like, nah, not waiting anymore. I'm changing my mind. Jason Stewart, what was your immediate reaction when you heard Tom Brady was no longer retired?
2: I was um, glad that he did it because it gives us plenty to talk about. And I was uh, not surprised. Because remember, we kind of went around the room uh, when the season ended. And I had said... Uh, that I think he's going to stay because he's got so much more to play for and he's playing at such a high level. Uh, I was proven wrong and then maybe proven right. Um, so that was my reaction.
0: Okay. Um, what about you, Dan Byer? What would you think?
3: Well, I was on the air when it happened. And I thought, my goodness, what is going on? And then I thought, he thinks that the NFC is wide open and there's an opportunity to win another Super Bowl. So why not come back and give it another shot? That was my thoughts on the whole matter. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports. Yeah. Radio. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, so I just dropped for a second. No, no, I,
0: I, you know, it's interesting. So I was headed to the airport, right? I was headed to the airport and I just got my fill of the selection show. I was talking about it with a couple of buddies I had a couple of random people come up and say, why was Indiana seated at 12? And I said, listen, I don't, I'm not on the committee. I don't actually know, but I'll, I'll venture a guess. And then all of a sudden my buddy's like, did you look at your phone? I was like, did you call me? And then I saw Tom Brady was coming out of retirement. I was stunned. Usually what happens with these guys is they're home and then football season starts or their season starts and they start to miss it. In this case, I guess I guess his family's just not that interesting. Like, couldn't keep his attention for two hours two two weeks, two months. That was weird. Plus, he just had that video with uh, who would he go to? What what soccer player did he go in? in Ronaldo, Ronaldo, right? Where they're kind of they're exchanging pleasantries, and he's like, "Are you done?" And he's like, "Yeah." It was just weird, right? Looking back at it. I don't know. So I, I saw it and I was I was floored. What does it mean? Well, it means the NFC just got more competitive. What does it mean? It's weird because the Tampa Buccaneers don't, they lost a bunch, right? They've lost a bunch of dudes. We don't know what Antonio Brown's status is, um, but they've lost plenty of others in terms of offensive line. You know, you have one offensive lineman hurt. You have one leave in free agency. Like, this is a wow. I'm really surprised by it. Really surprised by it. Really surprised by the timing of it more than anything. Not the timing that it usurped college basketball. The timing that he wasn't really retired, right? Like, if he didn't actually miss any meetings, were you really retired? So, I guess here's the question, Buyer: Do you
3: think it goes well? Sure. Yeah. I, I. I mean, it sounds like they're getting the band back together. Um, The point of the NFC just kind of being wide open and that division being wide open, especially if the Saints and Panthers or or Panthers don't get Deshaun Watson. I don't I don't know how it couldn't go well. I don't see them going eight and nine. I just I don't. Um, Ten and seven. Bad teams have been making the playoffs in the NFC. So I think that there's another opportunity where even if they don't live up to expectations, they still have a chance to make the playoffs and he wants a chip in a chair at worst case scenario
0: um yeah I mean I guess if you look at it that way and that division looks to be putrid we'll see if they add to Sean Watson you know to the Saints of the Carolina Panthers I just don't know if that's why you make a decision about coming out of retirement right like we're gonna get to the playoffs like I don't know if you're Brady didn't you always think you're gonna get to the playoffs that, that that's my one issue with it
3: mm-hmm. that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it.
0: No, no, I, I, I got it. I, I got it. You're, sit, you're sitting. Is there it? And you're like, going to shoot
3: down Dan's first six minutes of the no, show. No, 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 Here's no, no, Here's the goal I'm, today. Let's shoot down Dan's opinion. Bro, no, you can get all. You know, I just, I just I'm wonder. Kidding.
0: I just wonder. Like again, like you I, you wonder, know what I? How did it go from? How did it go from? Like I'm retired. My wife yeah. and kids need me to. Like again, two months later, like
3: I belong in a football. I told court. this. I was telling to the guys yesterday. We had a guy who worked here years ago. This is pre Doug Gottlieb days. This guy could not wait to get out of this building. He. He could not wait to just radio stinks blah 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 he quit you know stepped aside moved on five days later Doug he showed up and was like hey thinking that everybody missed him he'd been gone five days and nobody missed him people didn't even know he quit they thought maybe he was on a vacation or something and he comes back and he expects everybody to you know pat him on the back and be like hey man great to see you we missed you but guess what Life went on without, Life without you. Yeah. But yeah. in his world, yeah, those stopped. 5 days were so foreign that he had no idea what to do with himself. And that may be what happened to Tom Brady over these last 7 weeks. I
0: think that's very reasonable. I think that's very reasonable. What are you going to do tomorrow? Like, I don't know. What are you going to do after that? Like, I don't know. And you it's there's a little bit of do you remember Shawshank Redemption? Right? Where um, eventually, the walls become a home, right? That's what Morgan Freeman says. That's why, that's why. Uh, who was it who killed himself? Who said, uh, uh, "What's his name was
3: here?" I haven't he seen himself. it, but uh, maybe, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, that's all sorry. Right, sorry spoiler
0: alert! Spoiler Brooks. It's not on enough. Brooks, Brooks was yes, it's not on enough. Well, I never see it. It's never on on TM, TNT, TNT, That and hunt for an October. Yeah, so Brooks was here, right? So Brooks, Brooks gets paroled. But he's so used to he's so used to the process every day of being in prison that he doesn't know what to do with himself. Guys don't actually know what to do with free time. Again, I I agree with that. I agree with all. Actually, I agree with all of what you said. But I just I'm surprised it happened two months in. Like, I'm not surprised that he sat there and goes like, to NFC. Like, this is a layup. I'll be in the playoffs. We'll get everybody back together. I'm not surprised that that. You know, you get bored of things to do at home. I'm just surprised it was this short a period of time. Like for 20 years you've been doing all this other quarterback stuff and like, that's it? That's all you gave us? That was a wow to me. That was... The 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 one possibility is that, um, is that... Is that Giselle thought he thought Giselle wanted him to retire and at some point they had a talk like, look, I don't want you to to retire it's okay, I want you to keep doing what you love he's like, I can? Yeah, then go play football that's the only thing I can think of Uh, yes, go ahead my question would be, why did he choose yesterday to do it? I, again like the whole thing is weird yeah I, I,
4: mean, don't why, know. I mean its selection son not that maybe he's not even thinking about that but like he could have done it today could have done it tomorrow I don't know that's some sort of like I, time frame for Tampa I Bay. To as, a, opposed I a to,
3: as opposed I a to when I guess would be like today maybe today today Sunday is weird okay I got gotcha. you because I was gonna say the timing of the league year was I think I, important
0: that's why I think yeah. he did it then I think he yeah. he knew that they had to rec- to, re- to recruit players and not go sign a quarterback he, he knew that if he waited they would sign a quarterback so he's like no 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 i want to come back and that helps them sign other guys i think that would be the the reason by the timing sort of but yeah i don't know
3: there's i mean they you know they have an opportunity i know you know lombardi lenny had his run but he's a free agent ronald jones is a free agent right you had a good running back you know in there maybe one that's a little bit more versatile um you know, they they could upgrade in that scenario. Uh, looks like their wide receiving core is going to be the same, San Antonio Brown, and now a n- new ACL with, for Chris Godwin. Yeah, they'll be able to run it back and maybe have to fill in a, a hole or two. But Ryan Jensen re-signed with them. So that was a question that was, to my understanding, not a given if Tom Brady is not back. So I get the band back together again. Make a run. Do it now. Makes sense.
0: Makes sense. Uh, R- Ramos, what do you think? Uh, the, your, your Rams victory celebration is short-lived.
4: <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah. C- c- come on, Tom. Come on back. We'll beat you again.
3: Oh. That's going to be posted to the Buccaneers locker room. We'll beat you again, end quote. Yes. John Ramos. Fox Ramos, Ramos, Radio. Baltimore. Fox Sports Radio,
0: John Ramos, of the John Ramos show. Be sure to catch live editions
1: of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Be sure to join Fox Sports Radio and our Million Dollar Bracket Challenge, powered by Indeed. That's right. Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. If you fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com. You'll get a million dollars, and if you complete the compete against Fox Sports radio hosts and fellow listeners, you get first place. You get a forty-eight inch ViewSonic HD TV. That's right, a forty-eight inch HD TV until eleven a.m. Eastern time, Thursday morning on FoxSportsRadio.com. That's FoxSportsRadio.com. dot com. Fill that in your brackets, and you'll get official rules. I do have one issue with that that copy that I read, Ramos. It says a 48-inch HD TV. Okay. Do they, do they sell standard-definition TVs anymore?
4: I, not that I can tell from being at the, at the stores. Everything seems to be HD.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe at a, a garage sale. So might
0: have <laughs> that one's standard-def. Standard-def might be it. <laughs> and do you remember so, when it yeah, first came out, and you're like, wow. Big, those big
4: tubes for the standard-def TVs? Were, no, but
0: do you remember when HD TV oh, first yes, came out, and we're yes. like, and you were like, "What's the big deal?" Then you saw you like, "Oh, I'm never gonna watch standard definition ever again." It's
2: I- like it's a game changer. I remember, you know, I have glasses, right? But I didn't know that I needed glasses until I was like 22 years old. And finally was able to go to the eye doctor. And the eye doctor's like, how do you see out of those eyes? And then he <laughs> gave me glasses. I'm like, holy crap. That's how it felt to, to, to watch HD.
4: By the way, I, when I saw an HD TV first time, I was un, it was unbelievable. And even to this day, and I think I said this on the air already, Suzanne still says, I don't see a difference. <laughs> and I said, you're kidding, right? She's like, nah, no, nope. I, I don't see the difference. I don't know nope. why you need a 65-inch TV. I don't see any difference. I'm like, okay, honey.
0: Byer, do you see a difference uh yes 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 (laughs) quite a bit that's just one of those you just go like okay
3: honey
4: i think it's because she doesn't really care for the tv technical that all stuff she doesn't care about it doesn't mean anything to her
3: one's at a square (laughs) and one's One's a rectangle yeah (laughs) where you don't have two blurry lines on either side of them now
4: Sometimes when the TV's in here, Doug, we'll change the channel and it'll hit a standard definition TV from, and, and, or channel, and it's, like, blurry. It's like, oh, my God, what happened to the television? It's like yeah, the, we not,
3: yeah, we've all seen it. It's terrible. It's 3D wall art. You <laughs> try to unblur your eyes or blur your eyes to see the actual picture in standard death. <laughs> There's a shark. Did you guys see this story the
0: Vikings gave Kirk Cousins an immediate raise and fully guaranteed an additional season in the 2023 to help alleviate their tight salary cap. Like, basically, he's reworking his deal and getting more cash with every passing deal. Under the terms of the previous contract, Cousins would receive $35 million in cash and count for $45 million against the 22 salary cap. By extending the deal into 2022-23, excuse me, 2023, he has two voidable years in 24 and 25, lowers cap number to $31.25 million this season, a source told Adam Schefter. In other words, he's basically going to get paid for two more years, and then he'll be out. But during those two years, he's going to reap in a ton of money. Is that about right? Yep. Yep. But he's back. But he's back. He's back.
2: And the Vikings think- had some very nice words to to say about him. Now, I know you're going to say, what else are they going to say? But, like, I mean – the the new GM and new head coach are kind of hitching their trailer to the guy that kind of got the old guys fired. Is, is that a simple way of looking at it?
0: Well, remember, the new GM comes in. He's a Shanahan guy, and the Shanahans swear, swear by Kirk Cousins. Remember, Kirk Cousins is a Kyle Shanahan fourth-round discovery, and so that that I think – and so is his, his head coach is a – is a Shanahan guy too. Is he, is he not? I mean, he, I know he came over from the Rams, but he's technically Shanahan family. So I think that's, what's behind all that. I, I don't think it's that they, they honestly think he's the, I, I think they think that he's massively underrated, that he's really good. And oh yeah, by the way, like, well, what's he going to make 32 and dollars this year? Well, that's a lot of money. It is not 50, right? It's it's the old, Hey, he's the one guy who's middle-class. In this whole thing, rookies make nothing. Kirk Cousins makes 30. It seems like a lot of money. Then you realize that the really good quarterbacks are going to make 45 and 50. And they're like, you know, it's not that bad. Plus, he keeps helping us with the cap. Like Kirk Cousins helping with the cap, but helping himself get paid is a very Kirk Cousins move. But that's that's why I think the, the belief in him where it comes from. I think they really do believe in him. And I think that comes from Kyle Shanahan. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres is our guest. Of course, you can hear AT on the weekends here on Fox Sports Radio, and he's done college hoops for a long time. A reminder check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Better Sportsbook. Better is the trusted name in online sports betting. you got to be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Aaron, how are you? doug i'm good
1: man hope you had some safe travels this week i'm guessing you're back in la but hope you had a good week in indy and uh it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be a fun couple of weeks man
0: i did what uh what jumped out at you with the brackets
1: oh man well what really jumped out was being on air with dan byer and getting ready to dive in and then number 12 i'm in the middle of an auburn rant and number 12 on retires in the middle of my auburn rant yesterday but Uh, you know, listen, man, it's cliche, but, you know, being on with Dan yesterday, as soon as I saw Duke on the two line, I knew Tennessee was going to get screwed. I know people get mad and say, what's really the difference between a two and a three, but it, it, you know, it, it screws the one seed in your region in some ways. It definitely screws the two seed Villanova. I thought they were misseeded. And then other than that, Doug, I, I, you know, it was kind of a bummer about, that Tennessee situation was otherwise I thought the bracket was fine I mean you know you get down to team 67 68 69 there's not really much of an argument I would have had A&M in over Notre Dame which really had no real good wins outside of one against Kentucky to really speak of but I thought the bubble stuff was fine but I you know I did think Tennessee I thought they were probably closer to a one seed by the end of the weekend than they were uh, a three seed and so to see that was a little bit disappointing other than that nothing really like crazy 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 jumped out to me
0: yeah, it's a weird year where we could argue back and forth about a couple of teams, but mm-hmm. not so not so strongly as in the past, right? It just yeah. feels strange that way.
1: Well, no, absolutely and it's funny cuz you know, obviously on a day like today everybody kind of asks you, you know, what what is the, you know, what's the 10 or 11 seed that can make a run or whatever and it's not as though that can't happen, but I, you know, one thing that that you know I, I've kind of come to the conclusion of is there are some years where I believe th- this narrative that there's a bunch of teams that can make a run. I think that's usually a little bit overstated. History says you basically if a one seed has a significantly better chance of winning the tournament than everybody else. But I look at that two three line. And I don't think there's that much of a gap between Tennessee as a three and Kansas as a one. I don't think there's that much of a gap between even like an Illinois as a four as the Big Ten regular season champ and some of the two or three seeds. And so when the the four seeds aren't really – that much different than the ones like I don't really see a ton of 12 13 seeds making the second weekend I mean I do think it makes it more likely that a Kansas a Baylor gets upset earlier in the tournament than normal but that that's kind of my big takeaway Doug Is I'm usually one of those guys that when everybody's saying it's wide open I'm kind of sitting there saying it's really probably not but this year especially with the injuries at Arizona the injuries at Baylor Kansas has been kind of up and down I do think there really isn't that much difference between say number one in this bracket and number 13 14,
0: I would agree with you. All right, who do you have coming? Who, who do you have being <laughs> upset early? That's that's the bigger one. That's what everybody wants to know. Who do you have going down early?
1: Okay, so you tell me if I'm crazy. And this speaks to one of the the conversations that we had when you were on, um, you know, last week when Dan and I were hosting. I think as long as San Diego State gets by Creighton, I think they give Kansas absolute fits. Because you know, for people who don't know. Brian Dutcher's been there a million years. They just are so locked in on defense. They have high-major caliber players. They're so physical. And I think one thing they do is they make you play their game about as well as – like, you're just not scoring 80 points on them, and I'm not saying Kansas is even capable of that, but they're going to drag you into a game in the 50s and make you beat them at their own game. I have been I, – I get why Kansas – you know, you, you made the point like last week, like – Bill Self is a wizard, but if you look at this team's talent, especially at the guard position outside of their All-American Ochai Abaji, there really isn't much there. That was the one. As soon as the bracket came out, that stood out to me is I just think San Diego State will absolutely give Kansas fits there in a second, a potential second-round matchup.
0: Okay, uh, but you, Am you crazy? think? No, not not crazy at all. Are you picking it? I will. Yes,
1: I'm. I'm picking it. Um, I'm actually. You guys, do you weirdly, guys notice a
0: little delay in his voice? He was like, "Yeah, okay, sure, I'll pick it."
1: Well, here's why, Doug. It's because, and this is this whole tournament, right? Is Craig is white hot coming out of the Big East now. I think they overachieved a little bit at the end of the year. Um, I think they i know that they're even a little bit surprised. They've had some injuries at, at the guard play, but a young, hot team that doesn't know any better kind of scares me. But to answer your question here on Fox Sports Radio, however many you know, 600 affiliates nationwide, yes, Doug, I am picking San Diego State in round two to upset Kansas and go to the Sweet 16.
0: Who do you have in the Final Four?
1: Oh man, as of right now. I do have the Zags out of the West. Um, I weirdly think that they'll probably have more trouble potentially with Arkansas in the Sweet 16 than they would with with, uh, Duke or Tech in the Elite Eight. Um, In the East, I guess it would be, I do have Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky-UCLA Final Four. UCLA's one. I just think they're a good matchup with, um, with, uh, with Baylor in that Sweet 16 matchup. In that Midwest region, Kansas is out. Um, I don't want to pick them just because they're trendy, but I actually like how the matchups shake out for Iowa, the Big Ten uh, postseason champ, and then I guess it would be in the uh, south. I'm still torn a little bit on zone of Tennessee, but then the Tennessee thing comes down to will they beat Nova with all that experience. So I'll say Arizona, Gonzaga, um Kentucky and who was the fourth team that I said there uh, you, uh I'm blanking Iowa Iowa yeah yeah that's what I'm going with you know it's a little pseudo subject to change here I got about 24 hours before this tournament starts but that's pretty much where I'm at right now
0: you, you, Did you you ever think you'd be picking Iowa to get to the final 4?
1: You know it was so fun the answer's no um for people who don't know I know you know but McCaffrey their head coach has never even made it to the second weekend of this tournament but I was watching them all season long. I'm like, you know, this team's pretty good. And, and you know, they, they shoot the crap out of the ball. And th- this kid, Keegan Murray, is like – he's just – you know, you brought up the point last week on Friday – You need a pro. You need a difference maker. You need a guy that you can give the ball to and make a play. And then, oh, by the way, he's got a twin brother who's like 65 to 70% of what he is who does the exact same thing, only he's left-handed. So, no, to answer your question, I never did. Um, And this was a team that was completely off my radar in the preseason, but they've been playing lights out. I mean, it wasn't just the Big Ten tournament. They were playing great all February long. I know they lost on the final day of the regular season to Illinois, But I like the matchups. I like how they're playing. Um, And I just think the bracket breaks really nicely for them. I mean, a potential second-round matchup with Providence, a potential – I mentioned San Diego staying in the Sweet 16. I just like how things break for them. Uh,
0: I I notice you don't have UConn in the Final Four. Mm. How's that going to go for you?
1: Well, I'm a UConn alum, and so maybe this is me overanalyzing my team. But, Doug, they go through some brutal – scoring stretches where they just can't put the ball in the basket and you know, even Big East tournament, I'm watching that semifinal on, on Friday night, and, you know, they're just giving it to Nova. And, by the way, it's not just that. You know, seeing Hall the night before. By the way, they had a regular season game against DePaul. They're up 22 at the half, and you're feeling great. And all of a sudden you look up, and it's like a four-point game with six minutes to go, and you're like, what's going on? And so, um, you know, Arkansas in the, the second round, uh, round of 32 is what I guess what we call it. You know, Arkansas is just relentless, man. And it's like, you know, they just keep coming at you. They lead the country in field goals attempted, um, and I just think that's a bad matchup for them. Um, weirdly, I, I you know I think UConn could give Gonzaga a bit of trouble if they faced them, but it, UConn, I don't know, man. Like like. You know They have those moments where they're so physical on defense, they look like they can beat anybody, and then they just can't put the ball in the basket. It's just, you know, I hate to say it, but you kind of are who you are at this point in the year, and when you go four, five, six minutes making one field goal, I just think it's hard to win consistently in the tournament playing that way.
0: Who gets the Maryland job?
1: Good question. Um, My hunch is Kevin Willard, I guess. Um, You know, I, what I have been told was that they have fully vetted the people that they are supo- supposed to vet. I just think the reality is I think people look around in this sport, man, and if you got it going somewhere, even if the the job you can get is potentially a little bit better, you could also have the inverse and be Chris Mack and have a number one seat and then be out of a job three years from now. So, I, I you know, Maryland I do think is a good job. I know there's some questions about facilities and the fit in the Big Ten – um, I do think people want it. I don't think people are leaving great jobs to take that job in the Big Ten, the way the Big Ten is right now, as hard as it is to win games in that league. I'll say Kevin Willer, the Seton Hall coach. Uh, I don't think the candidate pool is as sexy as they were hoping it was going to be.
0: No, I, I think it'll be, it'd be fascinating to see if Shaheen Holloway would then get his job at Seton mm-hmm. Hall. Obviously, Santa Clara Obviously. came open. Missouri is open now. Does Sean Miller get a, get, uh, get back in this year?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I I talked to Sean Miller and, and I had my podcast, so this is not you know some top secret information. He's got an ongoing investigation uh, that should be resolved this off season, and the the for people you know the notice of allegations, what the NCAA accuses him of is out. It is not Will Wade level stuff, um, and you know he seems to be very confident that he may be facing a short suspension, but that he won't be facing you know, again, Will Wade-level stuff. And so um, I think he's realistic in that because it's an ongoing investigation, it might not be until next year that he gets his opportunity. But, you know, I've said it with all these jobs, whether it's Missouri, Georgia is obviously no longer open. But, you know, you can do a lot worse than a guy that made seven sweet 16s, four elite eights. Uh, Somebody's going to get him on the cheap. I know that. I, I don't know if it'll be this year. I wouldn't be stunned if it was this year, but but it might be another year. And oh by the way, a year from now, as you know, uh, it's very likely that his alma mater may be available. Pit, and it would be interesting to see if he was uh, if there was a soft landing spot there.
0: Yeah, that that would be interesting. Jeff Capel is owed, I think, fifteen million dollars, so he's going to get another year to try and figure it out. Aaron Torres is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What you do you a make?
1: Have found four yet, or what? You have a final four yet?
0: I do. I'll review. I'll. Re- I'll re- uh... I'll uh, release it at the end of this show. Um Ooh, okay. here's, here's one. That. Here's one that people didn't see. Uh, the Georgia coach Mike White, <laughs> who people thought in maybe maybe time for a change there, but wasn't going to get fired. But people thought he would go to Ole Miss, where he went instead. He goes to Georgia. Like that's a that's a wow. Take me through what you're hearing on this Georgia job and how Mike White got it. Well.
1: It, it happened on air when we were on air yesterday, and I mean, I was just baffled for the same reasons. Is you know, I, I you know, I know a couple people of Florida. The fan base was getting restless, and I, I and I think there's a fair argument to be made. Uh, he replaced Billy Donovan, but also kind of up and down regular seasons. You know, under 500 a couple of years in the SEC, and so everybody felt like he may be looking for a move. But it's the one that you said is. I think everybody thought it was going to be Ole Miss where he played. So as far as the Georgia stuff, you know, what I would say is. I can kind of see both sides of this. Where one, I, I know for certain, Florida fans are are happy about this and happy for whatever comes next. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around who could be a legitimate candidate there. But from Georgia's perspective, it's tough because on air, when it happened, I, you know, I, I was kind of surprised. I'm not going to lie and say that I, I had any inside information that said that it was coming. Um, but then I kind of peeled back the layers and I sat there and said, if. Mike, like, let me put it this way. Mike White's baseline at Florida was he made the tournament every single year. And if you do that at Georgia, I mean, you're going to have no problems at Georgia. They're going to love you at Georgia. You're going to be there, you know, you're going to retire at Georgia if you make the tournament, you know four out of every five years, four out of every six years, whatever. So um, I I can't say that I saw it coming. I can't say that it was on my radar. It was on my radar that he might be looking for something else. Um, And and I do know that not only were were Florida fans thrilled, but I don't think Georgia fans were officially happy with the hire. But when I thought about it and I said, okay, if if the baseline is just make the NCAA tournament every once in a while – I do think he can do that, but what I would also say is he obviously inherited a pretty good situation from Billy Donovan when he took over there four, five, six years ago. It'll be interesting to see if he can rebuild a Georgia program that not only was probably, not only probably, they were one of the least talented teams in the Power Conferences this year, but on top of that... They lost a lot of guys that are that are going to graduate and leave the program. So the, the few good players they had are basically all on the way out. He's basically going to have to flip over this roster from scratch. It'll be interesting to see if he can rebuild the program from the ground up.
0: Aaron Torres, AT. Follow him on social media. Okay, Follow him on Twitter, on IG, on whatever. In the meantime, let's do him on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron, great stuff filling in. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: All right. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio
0: app. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you from one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth every game. Match, race, competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas the excitement is endless, so make sure I'm planning a trip today at visitlasvegas.com. The selection committee met, they pumped out a bracket, people pretended to care, and now we care more about football. That's about where we are, right? About where we are. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. Tell me more about uh, tell me more about Deshaun Watson. So, here's what happened last week. Friday, it was determined that there would be no criminal charges facing Deshaun Watson in regards to his accusation. No criminal charges generally means you are free to, within reason, play. Of course, the uh, commissioner could come in and still suspend him additional games, as others have been suspended additional games, even though they weren't charged with an actual crime. Then Tom Brady Sunday announced he was coming out of retirement Sunday night. So we had Aaron Rodgers agree to stay and likely agree to terms on a new contract. We had um, Kyla Murray agreeing to a a slightly tweaked version of his contract. And then we had Aaron Rodgers who had told us he was coming back. Now Deshaun Watson, who most people consider talent-wise a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, because it was determined that there will be no, at least present day, criminal charges facing him, it means he likely can be moved now and he got to be moved now before the league year fully kicks off. So teams that don't have a quarterback get a quarterback. That sets up a showdown between the, the Panthers who've been searching for a quarterback and would love to have Deshaun and the Saints who, you know, it feels like would prefer him to Jameis Winston. And that's not a, that's not a crazy Crazy ask or crazy wonderment there. But it is interesting that we went from... We weren't even on Brady watch, but Brady unretiring to now it speeds up the Deshaun Watson story, which makes Deshaun Watson have one spot that he can go to. And what else is interesting is Tampa had rightfully been accused of holding him too long right last offseason they held him too long then all of a sudden these chargers came out and they couldn't get rid of him now you could say they're still holding on to him but because the chargers there are no criminal charges and because there's so many teams with needs and there's no real great quarterbacks in this draft he becomes even more valuable now you're 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 plotting two nfc south teams against each other Jay Stu, am I wrong, or could this actually end up being even better for the Houston Texans because they can trade him to anybody and they can and they know what their floor is in terms of negotiations?
2: It sure seems like it's gonna be better, right? I mean, I, I think that um, I think the Houston GM is, is looking like the the smart one here. He held to his guns a year ago. Um, and by the way, if I'm not mistaken, did uh, Watson turn down the Panthers last year? Wasn't there a deal on the table that he did not accept because he's got the no trade or is that just kind of speculation?
0: I think it was speculation. I also think you know I think he thought he had more options than he has now but I also think that it was it, it was speculation that he he wouldn't that's what buyer was alluding to which is he didn't prefer to be in Carolina before but all that seems to have changed right but That was back when he wanted to be in Miami. And Miami is like, yeah, we fired the coach who liked you and we like Tua. So I still think he's toxic to some people that there are just there are some places he will not be able to go. And some places have their quarterback, right? Rams have theirs. Chargers have theirs. Seahawks don't. Niners have theirs, at least for the time being. Uh, You kind of go through and teams that already have their quarterback, you cross them off. Then there's a couple other teams which felt shunned by him. And there's a couple other teams that you you can't get him through security, even if you are good at quarterback or do have SWAT equity, just because the type of, of image that's been portrayed based upon these most recent lawsuits.
2: Did I don't you, know. Where, well, go ahead. Did you see how the whole thing played out with Schefter on Friday? I, I was I was just so amused by that. How he sends out that tweet that just looked like a, a cut and paste job from the from the from the agent, being like, "This is why we wanted you know the due process. This is exactly what we what, what, what Watson was looking for." I'm thinking that looks so bad, and he took he just took a storm. Of uh, criticism for it and then he had to clarify it and be like of, of course it means that just because he's you know the no charges doesn't mean he's innocent of, of anything but it was just such a, an Adam Shifter moment and he seems to be having more of those as time goes by doesn't it what, what's up with him?
0: Well I mean I think that there's, there's obviously a I think what we've been let in on the sausage factory is that this is how it's all made is he gets his information from agents and then he rewords them and it's a lot like Most of us, when we were in middle school, right, where you couldn't plagiarize something and you had to reword it, but you want to reword it in a way in which it sounded almost exactly like what you wanted to plagiarize, only you couldn't plagiarize. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dan, go ahead.
3: Yeah, it also is an appreciation for what Jay Glazer did. And I know Jay isn't as much in the breaking news game as he once was, but Jay would have stories that no one else would have. I'm not saying that Shafter and Rappaport don't, but Jay was the guy. Like Jay would, Jay had the Brett Favre one, and it wasn't like Glazer tweets it out, and then thirty seconds later you have three other NFL insiders tweeting it out. He would have it, and then everybody would have to go and scramble. And that's the the sense that I get sometimes with the insiders. I'm not trying to throw darts, but you know they they get the information as you say from the agents, and it's just a matter of what insider can type it quicker. Than the other in providing their news.
0: Yes, and and they want to get it out there because they want to be first. And if they don't put it in a way in which the agent wants them to put it, they mm-hmm. won't. They fear they won't get the the information next
3: time. I also loved this yesterday with Tom Brady when insiders didn't have anything to say because they just he had the tweet. So they would say something like, "Per his at, tweet." Yeah, or no, they would say like, "Tom Brady back in the NFL." after taking some time off, couldn't stay away from the game, he'll be back for his 23rd season. (laughs) Like, you said nothing there. Like, there was no new information, but, like, you felt the need to send this almost dramatic tweet to be, you know, to be like, uh, he stepped away from the game, but now he's back. Tom Brady in Tampa, see you in the fall. It just is. It's just there's nothing to it. It's a waste of an alert on my phone, and I don't know why they do that. Yet it gets like eight thousand retweets. Yeah, it said absolutely I, nothing because I they think didn't that's have anything. Why. I you think know? that's
0: why, though. I think that's. I think it's. I think it's getting all those retweets. I know it says nothing and it means nothing to you and I, but I think to mainstream America, some of those things get uh, caught up in their, get lost in in their, uh, in their timeline. And then you put out a big, bold tweet like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady is unretiring. Look at that. Adam Schefter has it. It's a way of, I think it's a way of trying to to to, to take hold of the story which you have no ownership over. That's my, that's my working yeah.
3: philosophy. <laughs> Listen, I've made a word salad or two on the air here at Fox Sports Radio without saying anything. So it's not that I'm not guilty of it myself, but it's just the need of saying something you know, just to just to have it out there, and then you can like, here's my receipt. See, I did tweet about Tom Brady as soon yes. as the news. Yeah, went. I don't, I don't do the receipt thing, but lots of people do where they feel
0: like they have to. It's a big story. I got to tweet about it. I got to tweet about it.